we have just spent the last few weeks <clears throat> unpacking a very simple but powerful topic about the voice of God. I asked if they would hand out a little handout, and you say, well, we didn't get a handout for the last couple of weeks. I thought, well, I'll just put three weeks in one, and we'll do a quick review, and then you'll have that because... <clears throat> Because I know what it's like when we're in the middle of a series and they come in on Thursday mornings and half of the handouts are still in the seats. So I thought, let's just go ahead and we'll, we'll compile. We'll compile the notes and we'll take a moment and just review. We're talking about um, the voice of God. The first week we talked about having an ear to hear the voice of God. Revelation, it's been our, our theme scripture for the last couple of weeks in chapter 2 and verse 29 says this, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. We talked about how the voice of God is still speaking, still talking. God didn't arrest his activity with us at the end of the apostles. God didn't stop when the book of Acts was written or the epistles. God still speaks and we are a church that still needs to hear the voice of God. We still need to hear the voice of God. And, and uh, I've heard the question before, does God still speak? We talked about how that God from the very beginning spoke. God spoke our world into existence. God began this with his spirit hovering over that void, that massive of earth that was here. But then he spoke and something began to happen. If God started it with his voice, he's not going to stop speaking his voice. Uh, the one who is synonymous with the word will never stop speaking. If death and life were in the power of the tongue, and if we benefit from that or we, uh, because we're negligent of it, we lose, then, then I believe that God still wants to speak life into lives. I don't believe that God wants to stop speaking. I believe and I'm grateful for the fact that God still speaks. And if faith comes by hearing God's word, then why would God stop speaking today? In a, a time, in a season where we have the most people alive on earth than has ever been in all of history. Why would God stop speaking now? God still speaks. So we don't have uh, an issue with God speaking. We, we know that God still speaks. Our issue is that we may not be hearing. Hebrews talked about being dull of hearing. And, and so if we answer the question, does God still speak? The answer is yes, but perhaps a better question for us would be, can we still hear? Can we still hear? And, and so if we ask that question, then we've got to examine ourselves. It's not projecting all the problem toward God. The problem is now in our court. Are we willing to hear the voice of God? Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing of the word of God. That, that there can be a famine in our lives. And, and none of us, we, we, we read with horror about people that are without food right now. We read with horror about people that are starving right now. That's a horrible thought. It's just a horrible idea. We don't want to think about it. But, but how bad God likened the, the inability for us to hear his voice to a famine. I think God has some strong opinions about whether or not we need to hear his voice. I don't want to be in a famine, but the responsibility rests with me. There, <clears throat> there won't be a famine in the end times of the word of God, but there will be a famine of hearing the word of God. And so we must decide to hear the voice of God. The verses are there. We must desire 
to hear the voice of God. And we must learn to discern the voice of God. That all of those, all of those responsibilities rest on us. Because hearing is the responsibility that we have. God is speaking. But are we hearing? And I, and I hope that somewhere along the line that, that there was just, <clears throat> there's just a, an encouragement to somebody to open their spiritual ear to hear God's voice. We've got to learn to discern, but we've got to learn to desire, and we've got to decide to hear the voice of God. So that was an ear to hear. Part two, we talked about a need to hear. We need to hear his voice more than any other time, more than any other season, more than any other era, more than any other dispensation. We have got to hear the voice of God today. We need his voice to defeat discouragement because that is an, that we talk about a pandemic that we're walking through right now. If there was a pandemic in the spiritual man, there's a pandemic of discouragement and disappointment and depression. And we have got to hear the word from God because the word of God has the ability to lift us out of that place. The word of God has the ability to encourage us and enlighten us. The word of God has the ability when it comes into our, our spirit that, that we stop listening to all the negative and we begin to hear God's voice speaking life. Why would we want to live without that voice? We want to hear that voice because God wants to speak life into our generations. God wants to speak life into this dispensation. We, want, we don't want to live in a place of discouragement. We want to live in a place of hope. We want to live in a place of revival. We want to live in a place of anticipation, excitement. We want to, we want to be looking forward to what tomorrow brings, not discouraged about it. But it, it, it won't happen if we just start reading headlines because all the ability that the media has is to, it just magnifies the negative. But we've got to get our, our mind focused and our ear opened to the word of God. And when we do, encouragement is going to come. It's going to come. We need his voice to receive revelation. We can't do this in our natural man. We have got to... to to hear his voice because it moves us out of this natural realm into the supernatural realm. And we've got to walk every day with our shoe leather on terra firma, but we don't have to have our spiritual man live there. We've got to go through our daily activities, and, and if any of you have been fasting or praying this week, then you know your natural man is going to holler a little bit. You know your natural man is going to cry out. You're, you, you just start fasting, and you immediately are reminded about the natural but you, that, re, that reminder comes because it's God letting us know that there is a supernatural man that needs to be fed as well. It, it lets us know that if we go without his, his voice, then we deny revelation. We deny understanding. We deny the opportunity that exists for us not to live by the natural, but that we live by the supernatural. That we live not according to our voice or all the voices that are trying to give us or, or attempt to give us direction here. But rather we begin to hear another voice that leads us along the way. That the pathway becomes a little brighter. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We don't have to live just by the natural. Thank God. We get to live by the supernatural. And when you make the shift and the transition and you get that revelation that we just aren't here uh, in this experience for the natural man. We are living for the supernatural. 
We are living for the eternal. We are reminded that this life is short at best. It's 70 days maybe or 70 years that we're promised at, at most, but that we have an eternity that we can look forward to, a heavenly place that God has prepared for us. So that revelation comes and it allows us to, to understand that we don't have to live in this realm. We need his voice to receive direction. Talked about how in Acts, the apostles were directed by the voice of God. In Acts 8, Philip was directed to go and meet and teach and preach to the Ethiopian eunuch. In Acts chapter 10, the voice of God, someone say the voice of God directed Peter to the house of Cornelius and the Gentile nations, our world opened up because Peter heard the voice of God. In Acts 20, <clears throat> 22, the voice of God directed Paul to Damascus, to the house of Ananias, and the apostolic realm is opened up and God does the miraculous simply because his voice gave direction. We can't afford to live without God's direction. We need to be directed. The voice of God directed the apostles into a place of powerful revival. Into a place of powerful revival. And when it did, that gave us a model that we are entitled to and responsible to walk into. Whatever happened in the book of Acts, we have the right to today. Whatever, whatever happened when the apostles began to preach we are entitled to today. Now, hopefully, it's not the stoning of Stephen. Heaven help us. Hopefully, it's none of that. <clears throat> we'll take the revival of Acts 2. We'll take that revival in Acts chapter 10. We'll, we'll take the revival in Acts chapter 19. We'll take that. We're entitled to it. We have the right to say this happened there, so it can happen now. It happened then, so we have the right to experience it now. And, and an apostolic model creates apostolic opportunity for us. And so no wonder when we begin to read God's word and his voice begins to talk to us and we see what happened in the book of Acts, there's something that's stirred up in our spirit. There's a desire that comes. There's a, a hunger that's unleashed because God's voice begins to open our mind up for apostolic revival. And, and our prayer is God... Send revival. God, send revival. So there is a need to hear God's voice. And tonight, I want to talk for just a few moments about a key to hear God's voice. A key to hear God's voice. The, we understand that, the, that God desires and wants to speak to his people. But could I be so bold as to say God desires for us to desire it? Could, could I remind us that God somehow, he wants us to want his voice. That God would desire to be with us, but God wants us to want to be with him. And sometimes that's, that's the benefit of fasting is that, and it's not just food, it's just whatever it is that our, our natural man desires, that when we take that away, our spiritual man begins to hunger and long for God. And there's something about God, he desires that. So God wants to speak to me, but how is that going to happen? I, uh, you know, if you could just imagine, walk with me down imagination lane for a moment tonight. Just imagine um, <clears throat> that after a few years, Kathy and I, we know one another's routine pretty good. Uh, 30 years this year that we've been married. Yeah. 
That's, that's, that's more applause than I was even thinking I'd get. That's only, that's only a great accomplishment here in our Western world. Um, so after 30 years, we, we get to know one another all right. Um, I don't know why God does this, but never mind. But can you imagine with me, I was going to go down that opposites attract and opposites attack road, and I just, I don't think we've got it in us tonight. <laughs> Not that there's any problem here. I've been in the office all day. Um, but we know some routines and habits. I, I, uh, I understand the need for a steam-free bathroom. An hour before service, or an hour before she comes to service. Um, the hair falls flat or something like that. I don't know. The curls fall out. The hairspray doesn't work. I, I don't really know, but I know. I just know. Avoid. Avoid. There's probably been times when I needed a shower and didn't take one. Just... I don't know why I got a hand clap for that. <laughs> but routines and habits, uh, I could, I could, I could likely negotiate our relationship without conversation, I'm saying. Just the morning, we both, you know, and I'm so excited because it's just been in the last 10 years that Kathy started drinking coffee. Still exciting to me because we went, <clears throat> we went uh, you know, 20 years without doing that. And so now we both know if the coffee's not on, whoever's up first, go ahead. We, we don't have to say, did you put coffee on? It's just kind of the understood rule. If the coffee pot isn't hot, <clears throat> let's get it there. Let's make that coffee. And so we could negotiate that part of morning without even saying a single word. Um, we, we could negotiate uh, knowing what time... I need to leave for work without ever having to communicate that. I, I think uh, after 30 years, she knows, she knows that I love her. and I know that she loves me. We wouldn't have to communicate on the way out the door. I love you. See you. And, uh, see what, what, you know, what time do you need the car? Anything you need today or anything like that. We, we wouldn't have to say that because, uh, well, we could text. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have to. We wouldn't. I wouldn't have to communicate, uh, you know, what's for supper because, it's, you know, just it, it happens. Thank God it happens. Supper happens. But here's what I know. If I got home and it didn't happen, supper didn't happen, I can make supper. I can, I can handle craft dinner and no one's going to get mad. No one's going to get angry. No one, I wouldn't have to say a word. I just pull the KD out of the, you know, I can make good craft dinner. I can get there. Uh, we, we, we could probably negotiate. We know the, the weekly schedule pretty well. We, we know church and prayer meeting and, and we could, <clears throat> we could probably get by without, but, but what kind of relationship would that be? What kind of relationship would that be if you never communicate and, and, uh, in, in the little, the little banter that happens or not banter, that sounds like argument, uh, the little 
just words and con conversations and updates and the communication that occurs and, and parts of her world or my world or, or, or pastor and I, you know, even pastor here, uh, Bishop, Pastor Woodward, Pastor Raymond, Bishop Raymond, Bishop Woodward, you know who I mean. Uh, you know, he, he we, we, we very rarely would go a day without communicating. It's just, it's just an update. It's communication. It's connection. It's, it's what ha what's happening, what's going on today. It, it's just, it's conversation. It, it happens. It's a natural thing that happens in relationships. So why, why do we think that God's voice would be silent in our day with us? And then let me take it a step further. Why? Would we think that God would not want to hear from us, our voice? And God will speak to us. God wants to speak to his church. You've got, you've got six points uh, there about different ways that God speaks to us. God, God desires to communicate with his church, with his bride. Number one, it's through God's word, the Bible is that final authority on any and every matter that it addresses. And so God initially communicates to us through his word. And we shouldn't ever accept anything as being from God if it slightly, even just a little bit, contradicts the word of God. It's not God's word. But if what you're sensing and feeling in the supernatural aligns with the word of God, guess what? It's golden. God is talking to you, and God will speak to you through his word. You may not even understand it at first. It may be just King James Version, or it may be just antique writing or ancient writ, whatever you want to call it. It just may seem like that at first, and letters and communication and prophets and prophetic words and things you don't totally understand until all of a sudden God's word becomes alive. And when it becomes alive, what didn't make sense or, or what seems so insignificant or directed toward someone else becomes alive and it begins to speak into your life and it begins to speak into your situation and right where you're living, God's word meets you right there when you're just reading your morning devotions or just when you're reading or you're hearing somebody speak about it all of a sudden God's word becomes alive why because God speaks to us through his word God is going to speak to us through his word that's the priority means that God communicates with us the second way that God communicates and speaks to us his voice comes through men and women of God God will use preaching and teaching and and God will use individuals behind this pulpit. And God will use individuals that, that you may be listening to. And there's just that word of God that gets unpacked or gets explained. And just when you, how many have ever had it? That just when you needed a word from God, one came. And you're like talking back at the radio. How did you know that? Or you're talking back at the preacher. Somebody was talking to him. Somebody told him, didn't they? No, it's just God's word. God speaks through men and women of God, and, and not just through preaching and teaching or, or Bible studies that way. God also speaks through men and women of God through the gifts of the Spirit. God will allow a tongues and interpretation of tongues. God will allow a prophetic word. God will allow a word of knowledge. God will allow wisdom to, to come through individuals, men and women of God. And, and just when you needed that word, the word came. It's amazing how God 
communicates with us. God will, number three, God will speak directly to us. God will use <clears throat> his own voice to call to his own people. It happens not all of the time through scripture, but you can see men and women where his voice comes and it speaks to them. And you've got to be careful because uh, God's voice speaking, the enemy can try and deceive a lot of times. So you've got to be very careful that that word, again, doesn't contradict the word of God. That that word is, is, is communicated with and, and to spiritual authority in your life. That, that if you get a word from God or you get a directive from God, it's always good to run it by spiritual authority. Because God's word does speak, but, but you have to be careful that it's in the mouth of two or three witnesses. That God will allow his voice to be heard, but, but that needs to be in a, in a position. That's why the church is so important. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. I need you. And you need, we need each other. We, <clears throat> we, we can't do this without one another. And God will use individuals and God will use people to work together to help lead and direct through his word. God will use, number four, dreams and visions. Now, again, it's another place that we have to be careful. Um, anybody have any nightmares last night? No, just me. Just me. Last night I woke at 2 o'clock in the morning and it's just stuck in the middle of that. Ah. And then you're like, that's not real. I'm still here. The white noise is still going. <clears throat> Get a big drink of water and go back to sleep. And uh, so we, we had, it wasn't a dream from God. It wasn't a warning, it was just a nightmare. Because in our natural, that, that's why we have to be careful. Because in dreams and visions, this can happen in the natural. I like what Brother Stone King, we, we were talking like, uh, like I talk to Brother Stone King all the time. Um, <laughs> in one of those moments where we were together, we were talking about dreams and visions. And he said, I claim the good ones and rebuke the bad ones. I thought that was great wisdom. So I claim the good ones and I rebuke the bad ones. In the, middle of, in the middle of the night, I'm rebuking whatever that word was or whatever that idea was. If it came, didn't come from God, I'm, I'm rebuking those bad dreams and I'm, I'm laying claim. I can remember dreams when I, when I woke up because there were so many people talking in tongues. I, I remember dreams where I was looking out over a crowd of people and they're receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I just, in those moments, I'm just saying, in Jesus' name, God, let it happen. Let it occur. And, and I think that's just good wisdom. God, let it happen. I'm going to claim the good dreams and I'm going to rebuke the bad ones. So that, that's just good, but you've got to be careful because you can be in the natural or you can be in the supernatural. And, and again, it's good to check with spiritual leadership that God has placed in your life, and it's good to align it with the Word of God and, uh, and discuss it and dialogue about it. And if you feel like God is speaking, then God may be. But remember, sometimes it's just good to wait on it. Joseph told his dream right away, and it may have been better if he hadn't. Sometimes it's good to say, I'm going to just, I'm going to pack that one up and I'm going to put it on the shelf and, and God willing, it's going to come to pass. 
And I, I've had people come to me and talk to me about dreams. And, and I said, you know what? Let's write it down. And later when it comes true, we can say, we can go. I literally have notes in my phone. I've got notes in my computer about people that have come to me with words from God. I said, you know what? We're just going to pack that up. We're going to put that there. And then when it happens, we're going to be able to go back and say, on this date, on this time, God gave us this word. And we hung on to it. And God came through. And God was true. Every man was a liar. But here's what I know. God still speaks that way. So be sensitive, be prayerful, be mindful that it could be God speaking. And then if it's good, receive it. If it's bad, rebuke it. But don't tell it to everybody. Guess what? You're going to be bowing down to me. Had the best dream. Your head's going to be in the dust and I'm going to be on the throne. It was such a good dream. That may not be well received. Share it with spiritual authority and wait for God to bring it to pass. And then we continue down this, a little bit of this trail. You see it there in your notes. God will use angels. Um, I remember when I was a kid, may have told this before, can't remember. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, I read through the scriptures about angels appearing, whether it was Christmas time or angelic hosts and, and th that kind of, I, I, I was a believer. I was a believer that the angelic realm was real. I was a believer that angels could, would, and might appear to me. And I remember praying, God, don't let that happen. I remember the, oh, this is probably TMI, but um, I remember standing, literally standing at the men's restroom at Mark Drive Church when I was just a kid. There was, you know, it was just single stalls and uh, just one bathroom for the men, one bathroom for the women on the other side. And, and I remember standing there waiting because you had to wait in line. It was a line. You got in line. And I remember waiting in line for that door to open. But my prayer was, God, don't let me see an angel. I remember that. I remember standing there. I remember seeing like the little silhouette of the man on the door, men. And I remember standing there waiting for the restroom and saying, God, don't let me see an angel. Don't want to see an angel. But it is. The angelic realm is real. The angelic realm, here's what you need to know. The angelic realm is real on both sides. And so that's why you've got to be careful. And that's why... You need to be able to discern the voice of God because the messengers of God will sound a lot like the voice of God. The messenger that God sent will echo his voice. They're following through on his directive. And so we have to be careful that we aren't deceived, but rather that we have that we have the word from God. And, and it's really a good idea if you talk with your spiritual authority about those kind of interactions. And all the elders said, amen. Uh, just Brother Calhoun, that's an elder tonight. So. Sounds like we're in a bit of deep waters here. But it's really not. That's more real than the world we walk in. But thank God. It's more for good than for ill. Like God's plan and purpose for our lives is that 
The supernatural realm is a place where we experience his greatness, not great fear. That that realm becomes a place where God moves and angels are sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. That's a commitment that God has given to them, a responsibility that God has relayed through them that we receive because of this angelic realm. We receive blessing, that we receive that we receive this, this strength that comes. This opportunity is ours in the angelic realm. It's there, it's real, but it's ours to be it. We can pray that God would dispatch angels. That's a real realm. But we can pray that God would send an angel over to Ukraine and be a protective fence. We can pray. And you say, you think God really hears that prayer? Absolutely, I do. I really do. And when God gives you a word to pray that kind of prayer, you know what? It's a good idea to pray that kind of prayer. And maybe it's a good idea that we pray that prayer right now because none of that's in my notes. So maybe God's just saying, I, I kind of cued this up so that we would have this moment so that he could intervene and he could act and he could move. So I wonder if anyone would just pray for a moment that God would let this supernatural realm be activated and that angels would be sent. Come on, why don't we just pray for a few moments tonight? Would someone just pray? Someone just intercede? for a it just happens in a moment father we're praying right now we're we're praying that you would dispatch angels god i pray that you would move miraculously God, in a way that no man could receive credit, in a way that God, no human could take the, the glory for it, but God, rather in a way that you would work. We're praying, Father, work in such a way. God, work that your will would be accomplished. Work that your kingdom would come. Work, God, pray a protective barrier and covering over your church today. We pray over people that have been washed in your blood. We ask, God, send angelic realms, send that host of angels to intervene, to act on our behalf, to night. God, I pray that you would make a way in the middle of no way. I pray, God, that you would bring water from rocks. I pray that you would, God, turn, God, turn circumstances around. Let food be found where maybe there wasn't any before. I, I ask, Jesus, that you would do the miraculous. Come on, I feel that right now. Would someone just begin to pray? It'd be all right if you just stood for a moment. It may be another need that God just quickened to your mind, but would you just begin to pray? Jesus, in your name. Father, we're asking. We dare, God, to ask you for the impossible. Turn. God, turn it around. Turn back. Push back. Press back. God, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord is going to lift up a standard against him. God, we are praying right now. We're praying against fear. We're praying against depression. We're speaking against it tonight. God, we dare to because it's your word. It's your word giving us the directive. God, it's your word. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, come on, just shut yourself in for a moment. Spirit of God, lead us. God, lead us tonight. Lead us in prayer. Lead us, God. God, we may never see it, 
God, but we may hear about it. And it was just prayer that began to prove that the enemy's a liar. It's just prayer that began to prove that you're on the throne. It's just prayer. God, it's just prayer. God, send. God, send your help. Send angels, Jesus. In Jesus' Come on, that's, that's the voice of God right there. That's, that's God coming through. That's God giving direction. That's, that's God, but he's looking for desire. Come on, he's looking for someone to hunger for. It. He's, he's looking for that. Come on, church. Come on, Zion, travail. Travail in the Holy Ghost for a moment.
I see just sense a shift in the hunger for the supernatural, a hunger and a thirsting for righteousness. God said he would fill it. He doesn't just acknowledge it. He responds to it. He reacts to it. He would you thank God for talking to us tonight? I mean... With, with gratitude. Oh. If you want to come back to the music, Kath, we'll. I think that the Spirit of the Lord is already leading, but uh, the closing segment just starts with this verse, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. And I just have three points. One, we, we, we need to learn to be available, that he's knocking, but we need to push back from the activity and answer the door. There's knocking at the door, but we've got to get up and we might have to move things out of the way, social media. Might have to fumble for the remote and turn everything off. We might have to take time from the important for the priority of hearing God's voice. Because the key, they, that's the whole, the key to hear, a key to hear. The key to hear God's voice is that the door is locked from the inside. And we make the determination. If He said, I'm knocking, but if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come into him and he will and will sup with him and he with me that that key can only unlock the door from the inside we're we're so used to having to unlock the door from the outside but God has the key in your hand on the inside and we unlock that door and we open it if any man hear my voice and open the door I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me that we we have the key in our hands so we 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 need to learn to be available we need to learn to listen for that knock and for that invitation to open that door and prayer is the key that unlocks the door for connection and communion the one thing that God won't do is force the door Prayer, prayer, prayer. The reason we're sensing a shift is because you people are praying. We're praying. People are praying and, and God is saying, hmm, I'm, I'm going to respond. The door, the door's open. 
prayer is the key that unlocks that door for connection and communion. So if we learn to listen and then we learn to connect, this is a two-way street. I love how Jesus said, I will sup with him. That would be enough. But that's not where he stopped. He said, I will sup with him and he with me. It would have been enough if he just came in and downloaded everything that we need. If he just came in and, and unloaded whatever it was that we were waiting on for. It would have been enough if he had just come in and, and did his work, God's work. But, but he said, you know what I desire? There's another desire that God, I, I will sup with him. But that he will sup with me. God doesn't need anything from us. But God desires, you heard it. You heard it tonight. God desires to meet with us. His voice isn't a one-way street. He, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He longs for communion. He longs for connection. He longs to be with us. From Adam until now, God never stopped longing to be with us. The Spirit is speaking. He's calling us to prayer. He's calling us to fasting. He's calling us to commitment like we have never had before. God is looking for that. God is looking for us to be sensitive to his voice. People are looking, people are desiring, but God is knocking and God is leading. Wherever you are, I wonder tonight if you would find someone nearby that you came with or that you can pray together with, but I'm just wondering if we can open that door for God to continue to meet with us tonight. I wasn't just trying to finish the lesson, but I, I really feel like that door is the key for somebody. And you have the right to open it. We've been waiting for God to open it. God's saying, I'm waiting on you. Open, open the door. The key to hearing God's voice is opening that door. I wonder if you pray together, would you find someone to pray with? Jesus. There's still just an overflow right now. Come on, sp spring up, oh well. Come on, I will, uh, let it go. Let just let it go. Just let. Just let it flow. Spirit of God, flow in this room. Come on, just take a moment. Just take, just take five minutes and pray for, for five minutes. Could we pray it out for a moment tonight?
that's it, that's it. Come on, just, just give birth to that burden for a moment. When Zion travailed, she brought forth, Lord. God, let something happen in this supernatural realm. God, let something happen in that supernatural realm. Let God's stirring happen. Call. Let your call come in this room tonight. God, let the invitation be so obvious. God, it can't be ignored. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit calling. 